0: You're listening to Third Eye Talks, a podcast for the spiritual junkie, with your host, certified life and spiritual coach, Naz Rose. Welcome back to Third Eye Talks, dear listener. I am your coach, Naz Rose, Certified Life and Spiritual Coach. Uh, Welcome back to Third Eye Talks, this amazing little corner of the podcast verse where I get to share a little bit of myself and my coaching with you in hopes that it helps you to build a better spiritual practice and that it allows you to develop on a personal and spiritual level. So thank you for coming back here, listening to me week after week. As I tell everyone who will listen, I am so delighted and so honored to have the amount of downloads that I've had to this podcast. I initially started this through feedback from my clients who said, you know, once we're done with the soul refresh, we still want to hear from you or you know while they were in the soul refresh or while they worked with me, had their natal charts interpreted, or through a group course or manifesting with Nas, they would come back and say, "You know, how do I listen to you? How do I get these little nuggets of information that you give?" Uh, or you know straight up, some of the some of them said, "Where's the podcast? You really need to start this thing." And, you know, I really wasn't looking to do it, but I gave it a shot. And now I have over 2000 downloads to this podcast. And to me, that's really an incredible achievement. I mean, I'm honored that you tune in, that you listen in and that you're recommending the podcast. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Today's topic is is really great. And it's something that I I find a lot of my clients go through uh, anytime they work with me. It's something that I have uh, gone through repeatedly as well. And it's something that anytime you're going to level up, you're going to have to deal with. So let's go ahead. Let's get into today's topic, which is all about what happens when you are trying to go to the next level of who you are, okay? What might stop you or what might happen? What can you anticipate in the process of elevation and elevating to your next level, going into your next level of your best self? The number one thing that we find there, and I see this with client after client, and again, with my own personal journey of development, Is that anytime we are going to step into the next level us, what we'll find is that we feel we'll come in and we'll be gung-ho about letting go of the things about the present version of us that has sabotaged us, right? So I'll I'll have clients that will come in and say, I'm just ready to stop with the self-sabotage or I'm so ready to stop feeling this uh, this panic or this sense of having to be perfect all the time. I'm just I'm ready to let go of that version of myself, and I'll say, "Awesome, let's go, let's do it," and you know, full full throttle, full force ahead. But what happens, and this is very natural, is that while the client or the person comes ready to release the parts of the the version of themselves that they don't like anymore. They also begin to feel a certain sadness because there are parts of that person, parts of that version of themselves that help them get through certain things in life. There are parts about that person that they actually love and that they appreciate and that they admire. For example, I have a a wonderful client. Um, She is highly, highly ambitious. And uh, she has always been very, very ambitious. She has a lot of grit and she's very very much a go-getter. And that came from a childhood of trauma where she had to keep going and she had to kind of gather herself from the ashes left behind by her trauma to really go out and hustle and do, you know, do life and create abundance and wealth for herself. However, when she arrived, she was ready to let go of the part of herself that self-sabotaged or that went back to behavior that was based on the trauma. However, when it came time for her to let go of her trauma identity, she also felt a certain sadness about the the version of herself that had that grit, that was able to pick herself up from the ashes, that had that courageous heart and that fire to move on and keep hustling. So this client, like many, many of us who go through the journey of releasing Uh, past versions of ourselves in order to evolve into the next level. We don't anticipate that we are going to mourn the version of us that is dying out. We don't anticipate. We're so ready to let go of the bad that we don't realize that we're going to, to have this process of mourning when it comes to letting go of some of the things that some of the behaviors and some of the tendencies that got us through those hard times. So, and it it doesn't mean that we always have to let go of those pieces. No, some of those pieces we can carry with us. But, you know, for those of us who are going through the big process, um, letting go of the bad can sometimes also mean letting go of some of the other things. And we will miss that version of us and, and the power and the grit. And even sometimes, you know, the anger that got us through a certain life experiences. So anticipate that the morning is going to be there. Anticipate that some of that sadness is going to come, come around to you when it comes to you elevating yourself, taking it to the next level. You may feel sadness as you release that old version of yourself as you shed that skin. So be aware of that, but don't let it stop you. Don't let anything stop you. <laughs> don't let anything stop you from revolving into the next incredible version of yourself that you have your eyes set on. Okay just simply anticipate that you may feel a certain sadness when it comes to releasing that version of you, that the, the, some of the things that got you through some of the good and all of the bad, right? So we, we have to release as a whole. And sometimes that comes with a little bit of, of, of that sadness. Uh, number two, what can stop you from really elevating, uh, and going to the next level? It's the people OK, the people around you, what happens, and this was very much some of my own experience, is that once we have this version of ourselves out in the world, um, a lot of our a lot of the people around us support who that person Old version of us is right. So for example, I was always the free, the wild child, the one who was like, ah, forget it. We don't have to plan anything. We don't need to know what comes next. Ah, let's just go, freedom, you know, let's just fly by the seat of our pants. And I had friends in place who supported that version of myself. And and I still have a lot of those friends, but some of those friends did not have room for me to grow in a more mature direction. And naturally those people fell off. But what was happening was when I was trying to be a little bit more responsible, to be a little bit more of a planner, to really try to rebrand myself as who I saw myself becoming, some of those friends would say, but that's not who you are. Or, you know, why are you trying to do that? Or like, come on, you know, you're more of a free bird. Why are you really trying to go in that direction? So having those friends in place who supported the old version of myself, but didn't make room for my evolution, made it tougher to get out from, out of my own way and to really evolve. So you have to watch around you. Who around you, is supportive of you evolving and going in different directions and rebranding, and who is egging you on to continue to be who you've always been, who is keeping you uh, filed away in a certain way that they don't allow for you to grow, who eggs you on to continue to be that person? For example, uh, I I have a client, lovely, lovely client who has always been the, the one to kind of go out there and make justice happen, like go out there and stand up and tell people like, you're not going to do that to me, or you're not going to do that to that person. And she really came to me feeling this tremendous pressure to be like that fighter. And whenever she tried to peel back and, and go away from that, because she was tired of being the one to carry the justice burden and to be the aggressor. A lot of times she was tired of being that person. And when she tried to shift into a more, you know, calm, like I don't have to fight for everything. I'm for everyone type of person. She met, she was met with a lot of resistance and her family and her friends were like, well, no, you know, you're the one that does this and you're the one like she'll get it done. She'll go out there and she'll fight for you. And she'll and and they kept her there and it created so much pressure for her to continue being who she had always been. So watch for this in your own life. Do you have people in place who have you pegged in, in one description and filed away and in a neat compartment and do they egg you on to remain there or do they tell you, hey, it's okay. Do you wanna evolve? Do you wanna go in a different direction? I I love you and I wanna see you grow and be different and and rebrand, go out there and rebrand yourself. If you have people in your life who support you and who support you changing and evolving and becoming completely different versions of yourself, those are keepers. Those are keepers. Okay. Be careful. Be careful with who you surround yourself with and whether they are in your life because of the way that they can feed into who you've always been and keep you there. Okay. Be very, very careful. And what will happen is as you evolve and you go past the resistance and you really become somebody different, whoever is meant to carry on and go with you in that, into that evolution will stay. And whoever is not, will not energy will take care of itself. You don't have to do anything. You simply continue in your own process. You keep evolving and naturally people will fall off or remain, you know, as forever people. So that's the second thing. Be careful of who's supporting you remaining where you are and egging you on to remain where you are instead of encouraging you encouraging you and loving you through your evolution number 3 and this is this is also a major one that i see especially with clients who have experienced a lot of trauma okay what we see is that the person is so focused On the trauma identity, that they kind of wear it as a badge of honor. That's how I describe it to my clients. Your trauma, you're wearing your trauma as a badge of honor, and you continue to call attention to that badge as a protective mechanism. So, for instance, let's say you went through something really big, very traumatic in your life. What will happen is you create this identity around your trauma and you put it on the lapel of your life's jacket and anytime something happens to you or somebody you know is arguing with you or somebody is going against you know what you're saying what you'll do is you'll point to the trauma and you'll say oh yeah no look look i've been through more painful things you can't hurt me right? Look at everything that I've survived. you really think that you're going to hurt me? Oh, look at all my pain. Look at everything I've been through. This is nothing for me. I've been through worse. You have no idea what I've been through. You have no idea what I've survived. And we keep going back to the trauma, back to the trauma. And if you are in this position, my advice to you is obviously seek the, the assistance and the help that you need, okay? a therapist a counselor they can help you to release in the best possible way your trauma identity so please 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 if you're going through this and you find yourself seen in in what i'm describing find the help that you need okay you can live without your trauma identity and that's my point for bringing this up is we sometimes cannot elevate to the next version of ourselves because we are so tied to that badge, to that trauma identity, that we don't know who we are without it. And what happens there, what we really need to do there to flip that around, like I said, besides getting the help of someone who can, who can process the trauma with you and really allow you to release it in the healthiest way. Besides that, What we need to do is find ways to describe ourselves based on who we are internally. What we do so many times, and it's so natural for us, is to create our identity based on outside factors, right? So let's say me, Coach Naz, uh, if I were basing my identity on the outside of things, I might say things very easily and very casually like, I am a certified life and spiritual coach. I am a 16-year marketing veteran. I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a daughter, uh, and I love dogs, right? Those are all external things. Those are external parts of my identity. And what happens a lot of times with trauma is we use that trauma as a description of who we are. But really, my real identity is inside. Our real identities are things like, again, going back to an example. I am Naz and I am joyful. I am helpful. I'm nurturing. I'm loving. I am spontaneous and somehow really... um, you know, have a sense of stability about me, right? Something like that. There's it's an essence. It's from the inside. So if you are someone who cannot evolve because you're not even sure how you exist outside of your trauma, and this can be very, um, prominent in people who are overcoming drug addictions or addictions of any sort, right? They may identify as a a recovering drug addict, a recovering alcoholic, a survivor of XYZ. And they become so tied to that, that they do not know how they exist outside of that stuff. So when you're in that position, you really have to take off the badge, stop putting the energy on it. And then you really try to come up with a list of who you are. And let me leave you with this very quick um, kind of personal story of how this played out in my own life. For, right, for 16 years, I was in marketing. And marketing was my life. And I had gone to the goal of one day I'm going to look out at the Manhattan skyline from my high rise, you know, uh, job where I work as as a manager and overlooking an entire marketing, you know, thing, boss, right? And that was my identity. I reached that pivotal point in my life. I overlooked the Manhattan skyline. I went to the 42nd floor of this beautiful building in Manhattan. I'd made it. And then you know what happened? My mom got sick. I had to leave my job. I had to move to back home to Miami. And over time, I had to leave that job. I had to leave that identity behind. And let me tell you, it was the moment that I realized I don't know really who I am, how to define myself outside of. All of these things that I've created, right? Outside of my title, outside of my job, outside of what I do, outside of what I have, outside of titles and things. Who am I when you take that away? And that's the problem. When we define ourselves by what exists outside of us, what we're doing is we're making ourselves extremely vulnerable. Because we're defining ourselves by things that can be taken away from us in the blink of an eye. Whereas, if you define yourself by who you are on the inside, your qualities, right? The inside stuff, no one can ever take that from you. No one can take that from you. For example, Nasli, the joyous, happy person no one outside of me can take that from me. That is a a quality that is mine. And I determine who that is, what that is, what that looks like. And I'm the only one who decides when that quality is not there or when I want it to go away. Right. I control only who I am on the inside. So it can hold you back to shape yourself and to see yourself only by your titles and things outside of you, including your trauma. So, if you are in this position, I urge you to sit down and write very simply on a, on a journal entry, on a piece of paper what defines me? Who am I on the inside? Who am I? Not what do I have? What are my titles? Or, you know, what are my possessions? No, no, no. Who am I? How can I describe myself outside of this identity or these different identities that I have created for myself? Okay, so there you have it. I hope this helps you on your journey of personal development. And like I said, I've been here. I have been in all of these three of these situations. And now I get to joyfully take my clients through this journey. So if you need assistance, if you have questions, if you see yourself reflected in any of these tips that I gave today, please reach out. I am at info at believeitlifecoaching.com, or I would love, 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 love if you followed me on Instagram and you can DM me there. I handle my social media. So you will get a response from me. It's at Believe it Coach at Believe It Coach. Follow me on Instagram. And again, any questions, direct them to me. Don't forget to get yourself the Manifesting with NAS online course. It's epic. $17.99 for that 10 day self led audio course on mastering your energy from my very own experience. And I hope it serves you. I will see you next time on Third Eye Talks. Bye bye. <music> Thank you for listening to Third Eye Talks, a podcast for the spiritual junkie brought to you by Believe It Life Coaching. Follow us on Instagram at Believe It Coach or visit our website for more information. Believe It Life Coaching